Hey kids, welcome to Book Snub, a podcast about books. Only bad books, though. We read them and make fun of them because we have no lives. Just kidding, I have a life. I just choose to do this. Hey kids, this is Book Snub. I'm Clara. I'm Sweet Potato. <laughs> I'm Rachel. But, <laughs> oh, but they're gonna call me do? Jazz. They're, they're gonna call me Jazz anyway, actually. Yeah, they might call me Ivy, which is not my name, but also is my name. Take that, government. <laughs> we can't have political tirades on the book snub. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> It's almost Halloween. This week is the spooky special. Halloween special. Halloween's coming up. It's exactly a week before a week. Halloween. Except I have my calendar we're, right we're, here. We're liars because we are recording this not at that time. Um, I thought everybody recorded their podcast on the exact day of Halloween. They actually record like a year's worth of podcasts every Halloween every Halloween. Okay, well, this is the pre-Halloween special, and enjoy this one because we're not reading a werewolf romance novel yet. We're reading our good friend, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. You know, he wrote some creepy stories, but some stories, I just don't understand what he was really going for. Going for, you know? Um, and I feel like these stories don't get as much airtime in the, like, general conscience, <laughs> consciousness, public consciousness. <laughs> I just wrote an ethics essay about conscience, so that's where that brain space is. Um, yeah, so we just thought we would give these very good stories some recognition here on Booksnub. Oh yeah, we didn't do a proper intro. Here's This is Booksnub. We make fun of books. Please don't sue us. Please don't harass the authors. We're not going to- Don't harass Poe's grave. <laughs> don't be- Don't vandalize Poe's grave. Anyway, so this week we're reading two Poe stories. The first one we will be talking about is The Angel of the Odd, which was published in 1844. And the next one we will be reading is The Black Cat. Did some wow, fucking did research. research. <laughs> I know, right? I'm looking right at the story on my cellular device that says by Edgar Allan Poe, published 1844. Oh, I have a Kindle <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe complete tale. So this is just like one of the billions. It doesn't say. Isn't that 99 cents? I think it's free. Oh, I mean... I've had it for like a billion years, so oh, I don't know. Okay. Quick disclaimer, warning-ish thing. The Angel of the Odd is not too bad. There's like a lot of alcohol, uh, but um, the Black Cat is a little darker, gory. Uh, there's like murder, abuse, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's a warning. So a short summary of The Angel and the Odd. Uh, this summary can be summed up as alcohol the story. Uh, <laughs> this is what would result if I just like to drink Four loco and Everclear mixed together every day. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that every post story is it alcohol sure the is. story? <laughs> it sure is. I don't know what you're talking about. All of Post's narrators are very reliable. <laughs> <laughs> They have never imbibed not one day in their life. <laughs> not not a day. They don't even know what an alcohol is. <laughs> never smoked an alcohol. Post narrators have never met an alcohol. <laughs> Shonda Han has met an alcohol. So yeah, give it a real summary, Jazz. He's just basically like, he reads the news and he's like, that didn't fucking happen. And then the German alcohol monster shows up and he's like, it did. <laughs> 
you. I made it happen. And he's like, okay. And then he takes a nap. And then his yeah. life gets ruined and some wacky stuff happens. It turns into, like, a wacky cartoon adventure that I am not sure how he survived. Amazing. So, um, let's begin. It was a chilly November afternoon. Good start. <laughs> it's not November yet, so not quite hitting the Halloween. sort of Halloween. Also, the story yeah, starts Halloween. out with IT, like, capitalized, so Poe predicted the yeah. future. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually Pennywise. Pennywise. <laughs> the angel of the odds. I love the um part in it where it turns out Pennywise was an alcohol monster the whole time. <laughs> that would actually make it make so much more sense. Why do we keep referencing it? Because I saw it recently, so it's sort of on the mind. So yeah, basically he's sitting around. And he's just reading, like, the news. He had just consummated an unusually hard- hearty dinner, so... <laughs> and he had indigestion. Of which the dice... What is that? Oh, you gotta click on it. You gotta click truff? on it. Indigestion like or ill humor. Oh, okay, so he gets indigestion. Yeah, I had to look up a few Truff. Where did y'all read this at? Because I'm reading it on post stories, and they have these words highlighted as vocabulary. And you could just I'm click on them. I'm reading it on my Kindle. That's rough. I mean, I can also click on things on my Kindle and find the definition. Sagacious is, like, his favorite word. Love it. Yeah, so he's just, he ate this huge dinner on a chilly November afternoon, and he was just sitting on his sort of chair with, like, a small table, upon which were some apologies for dessert. What? He mentions that in the morning, he read, like, six, like, epic poems. I started looking these up. These aren't short poems. These are really fucking long. And he's like, oh, no big. I just read six of well, them. It's this really morning. funny because he like lists all of these epic poems. And um, and then he's like, I am willing to confess, therefore, that I now felt a little stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Same. <laughs> oh my god. So then he just was like, I'm tired of reading these epic poems, so let me just go ahead and read the newspaper. But then he like doesn't understand a word he reads, which is also same. And he, like, <laughs> thinks that it's in Chinese since he does not understand it. He, he doesn't seem to have a very good idea about what Chinese <laughs> is. <laughs> you wouldn't be mistaking it for that. So, yeah, then he reads this terrible story. Um, the avenues to death are numerous and strange. A London paper mentions the decease of a person from a singular cause. He was playing at... Puff the dart, which is played with a long needle inserted in some worsted and blown at a target. He swallowed a blow dart. Yeah, a blow dart. Blown at a target through a tin tube. He placed the needle at the wrong end of the tube and drawing his breath strongly to puff the dart forward with force, drew the needle into his throat. It entered the lungs and in a few days killed him. Is that how biology works? That's how that works. No, that's, I think that's how that works. If you were to suck a needle in, like, through a tube, it would just enter your lung with nothing in between. Oh, yeah. And so the narrator gets, like, real pissed. He says, that's not how biology <laughs> works. It, it's so funny because he's like, upon seeing this, I fell into a great rage without knowing exactly why. And it's like, me. How do you not know why? It says he exclaimed. He's, like, talking about this out loud. But then later... He says, like mine, I added in parentheses, like, out loud. I mean, he did say he had a bunch of liquor around him when he was sitting at that table. Some miscellaneous bottles of wine, spirits, and liqueur. Yeah, he's having a good day. Yeah, so he gets really mad because he thinks that this was a falsehood. And then he kind of 
monologues about that for a while. And then he's like, this is fake. I hate this. And then the liquor monster. Um... He hears a voice that's, like, literally incomprehensible. If you, like, look this up and look at it, there's, like, not... It it takes, like, two hours to read this story just because of this one person talking in this incomprehensible, like, written-out accent thing. Dear Sweet Poe, he, he decided to write out a four. German accent, and it, um... It's something. <laughs> it's something. Uh, it sure is something. Like, we thought Shandahan was bad last time with that phonetic accent. This is like 10,000 times this worse. This is like, <laughs> apparently it's not supposed to be a real accent. So, like, I don't know oh. why he opened with German if it's not supposed to be followed by a German accent. But <laughs> it's like, oh, not a real accent. He Poe just wrote this because he hates his readers. It's like mean gut din vet of God. <laughs> I can't. Mean gut. <laughs> you beast. So he's like the, the the main character guy is like I don't believe that this is true. And then mean gut den You beast for that. <laughs> Replied one of the most remarkable voices. Wait later. You must be so drunk as the pig dead for not see me as I Nobody talks like this. You need to, um, I, I don't feel like your performance is very um, believable. <laughs> also, when they describe what he looks like, he I mean, he's literally just made out of things that booze comes in. My favorite... <laughs> My favorite, favorite line in this whole story is, in its nether extremity were inserted two kegs, which is not, I mean, it's supposed to be kegs as legs, he's like keg leg, but it sounds like he has two kegs shoved up his ass. I don't understand. They basically say his body looks like a wine bottle or a rum bottle. A rum puncheon. Yeah, he's a rum bottle. His legs are kegs, and his arms are more bottles. A rum puncheon is a large cask of varying capacity. So he's basically just shifting forms at this point. He just like turns into different like large size rum bottles with two tolerably long bottles for arms. His face is like a canteen with a funnel <laughs> on top, and like the hole is like his mouth. And, um, that's where he says his His mouth is, like, that of a very precise old maid. It is puckered up like the mouth of a very precise old maid. So, yeah, he continues to repeat what he said about how you must pee pee drunk as the pig. I just, I can't. (laughs) I'm not doing this accent anymore. But, yeah, the narrator's just like, who are you? For zit there, and (laughs) tell zimi zit ear. (laughs) And I say, you must be... Bigger, oh, is that what bigger fool as big, wool as the goose? Vor, vor, vor. to disbelieve what is print in the print. Why do yeah, you keep so trying this like, accent? I'm trying. I'm trying because I want the listeners to understand what it feels like to read this. So yeah, the narrator's just like, "Who are you, my guy? How did you get here?" What are you talking about? Uh, I have no idea what the man replies to him because I can't read. <laughs> He's that. like, "None your business." As for how I come here, that is none of your business. <laughs> and as for what I be talking about, I be talk about what I think 
proper. So yeah, the narrator's like, you're a drunk, my guy. And he's like, I'm gonna have my footman kick you in the street, because if he wanted him <laughs> to, like, get slapped, he'd get his hand man. And then the guy says, hee hee hee, hoo hoo hoo, that you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> Phonetic laughing. I like that the laugh, it, it has a separate exclamation point for every, like, he, so I, it's like, <laughs> Les poissons, les poissons, hee hee hee, ha ha ha. So yeah, he tries to like fight the drunk German man, but uh things happen. Oh yeah, the drunk German man kicks him. He just like taps him with his bottle arm. So he just like the guy, the main character is like, I'm gonna like call my footman, and then the um alcohol monster's just like bonk. <laughs> and this happens like several times, and the guy like will try and move again and he's like bonk. <laughs> Anyway, so the guy is basically like, I am the angel of the odd, kind of just out of nowhere, really, but okay. And then the narrator is just like, you are odd, but I was always under the impression that an angel has his wings or whatever. He didn't have enough Red Bull. When a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Yeah, he was gonna ring the bell, but then he got bonked. Oh, she- oh my gosh, Poe's really just out here predicting it all. He didn't ring the bell, and so the drunken alcohol monster angel doesn't have his wings. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I figured it out. We don't need to read the rest of this. And we then the narrator's like, and what you doing here? And he said, <laughs> um, it says, my business ejaculated the thing. <laughs> <laughs> gentleman and an angel about his business. Also, this is the most relatable line. This language was rather more than I could bear. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I cannot bear it since the beginning. So yeah, the narrator guy just basically I guess tries to... Oh, they just scrapping like this whole time while he's talking. <laughs> he like throws a salt shaker at his head or something and then the guy dodges it and then they do some fight choreography and then the angel says mean the salt shaker breaks his claw (laughs) (laughs) yeah he throws the salt shaker and then it like misses the angel what kind of salt and breaks his claw in 1844 and then the 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 angel hits him and the guy starts crying (laughs) he does not (laughs) yeah he does does. crying he says and I, these reduce me at once to submission, and I am almost ashamed to confess that either through pain or vexation, there came a few tears to my eyes. He cries. And then the angel is, like, sad because he made him cry. Um, and is like, don't drink your wine so strong. Whenever they mention that the angel gets up, I'm reminded that the angel was sitting, and I'm just trying to imagine these keg legs in a sitting <laughs> position and, like, getting up from that. Stop it. It's kind of upsetting. It's very upsetting. So the angel's basically like, you water down your wine, let me introduce you to this good stuff that's called Kirschen Schwasser. Something German water. people watching this are going to be offended. <laughs> They're just going to be like, why? 
Oh, wait, it's a cherry brandy manufactured cheaply oh. in the Black Forest in Germany. So he's like, you need to sober up, have some brandy. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, he's like, oh, that was really kind. So now he's happy, even though the angel just, like, beat his ass, like, not two seconds ago. <laughs> but he's happy now. Then the angel's like, all right gotta go and he says something in french which is beaucoup de bonheur et on peut plus de bon sens i'm kicking jazz and right off this podcast for speaking french to me no fuck i just want to say he doesn't have a weird fucking accent in french <laughs> he says that fine he literally says french fine there's none of that bullshit <laughs> Can you imagine trying to read French and whatever the fuck that <laughs> spelled out accent is? <laughs> I hate this angel so much. Oh, but before he leaves, he's like, he he says that he's the one who like made all the odd accidents that um the guy was like skeptical about. He makes all of those happen, and then um the the guy just sits there eating raisins. Um, and then the angel gets mad because he thinks that the guy eating raisins was a sign of contempt. So then he decides to leave. Um, and then he says some French. And then the guy is like, ah, oh, great, he's gone. I can take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and he, and he, he was like, I'm going to take like a 15, 20 minute nap, which is fucking weak. And I have to say, what he says is, I have to go meet someone to talk about my insurance for my house in half an hour, but I have time for a little nappy-do. And this is how long it takes him to say that. At six, I had an appointment of consequence, which it was quite indispensable that I should keep. The policy of insurance for my dwelling house had expired the day before, and, some dispute having arisen, it was agreed that, at six, I should meet the board of directors of the company and settle the terms of a renewal. Glancing upward at the clock on the mantelpiece, for I felt too drowsy to take out my watch, I had the pleasure to find that I still had twenty-five minutes to spare. It it was half past five. I could easily walk to the insurance office in five minutes, and my usual siestas had never been known to exceed five and twenty. I felt sufficiently safe, therefore, and composed myself to my slumbers forthwith. That's so fucking wordy. All he had to do was just say, I'm gonna take a nap before I go to the insurance office. <laughs> he didn't have to he say that. He could have, like, composed that so much better. Composed that. So yeah, he basically sleeps, uh, wakes up, and finds out he missed that whole appointment, which is relatable. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that his nap was 15 minutes and it was actually two hours because he, blo he broke the clock earlier. Um, Good job. So he woke up from his first nap and he's like, oh, I've only been napping like three minutes. But I feel pretty good. That was a pretty good nap. And he's like, but I have more time. So I'm going to go back to my nap, which is relatable. Me every day. So yeah, basically after that, he's just like, well, better go back to sleep. So he falls back asleep and begins to have uh, some great dreams about the angel. Yeah, he goes to sleep, um, leaving his candle burning. Some more of that cherry brandy shows up, which probably explains everything. Yeah, so he has a weird dream about the Angel of the Odd showing up and pouring brandy down his throat, um, and it was insufferable. His agony was at length insufferable. And then he wakes up, and he finds out that a rat ran off with the candle um, and took it 
into the house, and now his house is on fire. He was reading before he fell asleep and had a candle with a fire on it and was just like, okay, I'll just sleep and leave this on. That's a good idea. Well, it says that he falls asleep in, like, 20 seconds. I wish. Like, he... He just starts reading, and then, yeah, and it's like, I fortunately fell asleep in less than 20 seconds, so he's just like, I think I'll read. (laughs) Did he count? He counted out those 20 seconds while also reading. 20 sheep. So anyway, basically his house burns down, and then he laments on the fact that since he didn't go to his insurance salesman, he doesn't have any insurance. But even worse than that, even worse than that, he lost his hair. His house burns down and um, the, a crowd comes outside the window and procures a ladder. And then he's descending the ladder when a huge hog <laughs> about whose rotund stomach and indeed about whose whole air and uh, phys- I'm not going to read that word. <laughs> there was something of which reminded me of the angel of the odd. Okay, so when this hog... Get, um, I say, which hitherto had been quietly slumbering in the mud, took it suddenly into his head that his left shoulder needed scratching and could find no more convenient rubbing post than that afforded by the foot of the ladder. And then he falls off the so ladder. So it just rubbed against the ladder. So he's climbing down the ladder next to his burning house and a pig comes out of the mud and breaks the ladder and then he falls off and breaks his arm. I'm just kind of confused. I'm confused about the, um, the hog. The hog? He just showed up and shoved the ladder. Why Why was there a hog? It's kind of implied that it was the angel of the odd. Angel of the hog. Stop. I mean, it's implied that it was the angel of the odd, but also he doesn't seem to be very, like, surprised about the fact that there's, a like, a hog that just, like, shows up and is like, hey. Also, like, this crowd of people, like, set up this ladder and then just let this hog knock it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then he's upset about losing his insurance. And, and, and his hair. Fire, and, and his hair. <laughs> his hair. So, so he's like, oh, this sucks. I think I need a wife. <laughs> logical conclusions. <laughs> he sets his eyes on a widow who just lost her seventh husband, which is not Ooh. a good target. <laughs> like, Oh, she is murdering them. <laughs> yeah. So then she's like, he, he like courts this widow, I guess, and then she he's like kneeling at her feet and she um, leans down and her hair gets caught in his wig <laughs> and when she like stands up um, he, she has, like, pulled his wig off with her hair, and now he's bald again. <laughs> this is such a good story. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, that's okay, I'll just find a different wife. <laughs> Who doesn't pull my wig off and snatch me at the root. <laughs> and he was gonna meet up with his wife. And he's hastening to greet her with one of his best considered bows. Like, he has a variety of bows. And then a small particle of some foreign matter lodged itself in the corner of his eye and made him blind for a while. So she walked by him and he just ignored her. And she's like, oh, he's ignoring me. But like, okay, first of all, wouldn't you be like, oh, there's something in my eye and going for your eye and, like, like you wouldn't walk by someone and be like, oh, this person who's, like, clutching at their eyeball is ignoring me. And also, just, like, I like how he says 
it made me blind for a while. Like, not like I had to close my eyes. I was blind. Imagine just, like, that's your excuse for um, ignoring someone. It sounds so fake. Like, oh, I I, I would have said hi, but I was, like, blind for a little while. <laughs> Me, when I walk by someone I don't like, I'm like, oh, sorry. I, I was blind. I was blind. Sorry, I didn't open your Snapchat. I was I just turned blind <laughs> for a minute. So yeah, and then the angel shows up. He's like, "Pop, fixed your eye." Yeah, he fi- he shows up and fixes the eye. And then here's my favorite line in this whole book. <laughs> yes, I now considered it high time to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's my thoughts when reading this. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> and accordingly, made my way to the nearest river. <laughs> I love this. Hold on, wait. So he's he's gonna go drown himself, but this bird takes some of his clothes, and he's like, hang on, I need that. Yeah, so he takes off his clothes to go jump in the river and drown, and then while he's in the river, a crow- Ooh, ate some alcoholic like, takes corn. his clothes, and he's like, actually, I need those. So he gets out of the river and goes to chase the crow. I'm like, I thought you wanted to die. <laughs> If you died, would it matter if the crow had your clothes? So so then he's like, um, the crow flies away with his pants. He puts his whole booty inside of his coat. <laughs> he slips his nether extremities <laughs> into his coat. Then, and then he'd be, he, I, I betook myself to a pursuit of the felon uh, with all the nimbleness with which the case required. Um, so he's like running at full speed with with my nose up in the atmosphere, and intent only upon <laughs> the perlorna like of my property, and then I suddenly perceived that my feet rested no longer upon terra firma, and the fact is, I had thrown myself over a precipice. Good job. <laughs> so he's running after the crow, and he runs off a cliff. That's what you get for running with your nose up in the air. So he did, like, the Looney Tunes thing where he ran off a cliff and then looked down. Yeah, and, he, and he's, like, still running and then he looks down and he's like, ah! <laughs> This man's actually Wily e. Coyote. I can't believe Edgar Allan Poe invented Wily e. Coyote. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe invented Looney Tunes with this story. Definitely. So he threw, he had thrown himself over a precipice and um he should have fallen to death, but... There was a balloon passing by, and he catches the rope dangling <laughs> off of it. Nimble. Parkour. <laughs> Hardcore parkour. Oh and gosh. then the angel shows up again, and I still, I, I spent like 20 minutes looking at this word in the sentence, and I still don't know what it says. And it's, und what der Teufel you pee do dare. What the fuck? Und what der what? what der Teufel you do dare? He asked him, "Who are you?" Teufel. And Teufel. what? And what? Do you, what? <laughs> I'm trying. Oh yeah, he ejaculates again. Wait, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I start reading the story at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So. He's like dangling off the edge of off this rope, and then he looks up, and the angel is in the balloon, and he's like, "Help!" And the angel's like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, and then on um, that cherry brandy shows up yet again. This is some real product placement. 
He drops the <laughs> bottle of brandy precisely upon his head. Uh, this Kirschen Wasser paid Edgar Allan Poe. Kids, okay, so if you want to get uh, 20% off Kirschen Schlosser, use code BOOKSNUB. Oh yeah, I think it's time for us to head to the ad break. Um, today our sponsor is... <laughs> Amontillado. Kirschen Wasser. Um, you can get... Go to kirschenwasser.com to get 20% off your first order by clicking the microphone in the corner and typing in the code BOOKSNUB. That's BOOKSNUB, <laughs> no space. One word. <laughs> BOOKSNUB, B-O-O-K-S-N-U-B. BOOKSNUB. Again, kirschenwasser.com. Shut up! Code BOOKSNUB. The German alcohol monster says some more words. Uh, is he still hanging from the balloon this whole time? Yeah, yeah, he's hanging from the balloon, and the guy, like the angel, is talking to him. And then the angel is like, "Do you believe now in the possibility of the odd?" And the and the guy's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Do you believe in me?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Do you acknowledge that you are blind, drunk, and a fool?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. And then the angel is like, "Put your right hand into your left hand breeches pocket." And in token of your full submission unto the angel of the odd. And then the guy's like, but I can't do this. I don't have any pants. (laughs) (laughs) And also, his, his left arm was broken. Yeah, his left arm is broken and he has no pants. And he tries and he, so he like shakes his head because, at the angel, because he like can't talk for some reason. So he's like... I can't do this. I don't have any pants and my arm is broken. And then the angel is like, then perish. And, um, <laughs> and cuts the rope. I hate you both. The guy is like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> and the angel is like, then perish. Also, this word tuffle keeps showing up and I don't know what it is, so I need to look it up. Yeah. Is that... Is that, like, not misspelled? Is it just an old word? But why would they not highlight it on the site? Why would they just assume that I know this? Wilhelm Sigmund Teufel was born at Ludwigsburg (laughs) in the kingdom of... Yes, yes. Go to William Sigmund Teufel. Wait, did you say his middle name was Sigmund? No. (laughs) Sigmund. Okay, that's better. Is it a guitar? That's all I'm finding. So he was a German <laughs> classical scholar. Um, that's probably exactly what that's referring to. So go to their, go to the German classical scholar then, roared the angel of the odd. So anyway, then he like cuts the rope that the narrator is like flying from, which was suspended over his house. So he ends up like tumbling straight down his own chimney. Also like <laughs> earlier they were over the ocean and now... <laughs> They're over his house, um, and so precisely over his house, and he goes tumbling down the chimney. This is an this is like an early two thousands music video. Stop. What? Which one? This just like this scene of oh, I'm in a hot, I'm like dangling from a hot air balloon, and now I'm over my house as I fall. That's like er, definitely early two thousands music video right there. Uh huh. And can you give me a taste of what that song would be? It doesn't matter who you are, as long as I tumble down my chimney. Good. I Great. love that. Fabulous. And then he falls, like, into his house, breaking his house again. That was, like, apparently just fixed. And now it's broken, but he's, like, still alive. And, and he's got no, some... No, he didn't pers- break his house. 
he 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 tumbles down the hit the chimney which had just of his house, which had been rebuilt in the last, like, oh, okay. day. Like, how how did they rebuild his house so quick? And then, um, he, uh, breaks his table. Like, he, like, messes up oh, all okay. of his living room and, like, breaks his table. And then there's, like, amid the fragments of a miscellaneous dessert intermingled with a newspaper, some broken glass and, sh- and shattered bottles, and an empty jug of the... Kirschenwasser. 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 <laughs> Thus revenged himself the angel of the odd. And this is the end of the story. Yeah. That was unsatisfactory. It was pretty unsatisfactory. I'm trying to decide if this is like, and it was a dream the whole time. Well, this was like a comedy-ish thing. It was comical. I'll give it that. It was pretty comical. Succeeded in that. I like how the entire story, the entire story would be the equivalent of like, if this happened today, it'd be someone going online, reading a story, commenting, um, oh yeah, and then everybody in the room clapped, haha, that totally <laughs> happened. And then, like, some asshole made of beer bottles just harassed him. <laughs> this, this story is true, I was the beer bottle. <laughs> I was the crow. That was great. Do we still have to read the other story? We yes. sure do, because I had to read it, sure. so you guys Fucking have to hear you. about it. Okay, I didn't read all of it. <laughs> That's fine. So I started reading it, and the first two paragraphs can be summarized as the beginning of any creepypasta on Reddit that's like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad. This really happened. I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm a like atheist. Um usually <laughs> I like believe in I don't believe in any of this supernatural stuff. He mentions many times that I'm I'm gonna tell a story. It's gonna happen. I'm about to tell a story. It's gonna get fucking wild. And I'm like, tell the fucking story. I know you're gonna tell a story. This is what I came here for. And this isn't the only thing that Edgar Allan Poe opened that with. I think he did that for Telltale Heart, where he's like, I'm gonna tell you a story. And then he takes 18 years to actually tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for an official summary of the Black Cat, this one was published by Poe in 1845. So you know, Poe was going through some stuff during these two years because this story is also why is he not very... going through some stuff? <laughs> this story is just very alcohol influenced as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this story is about a man who owns a cat, and then some stuff happens, and then the cat's ghost comes back. So yeah. The first paragraph, which they were talking about, basically just starts with the narrator flipping out because he sees I'm an stuff. atheist, but <laughs> this totally... I am a I am a logical man. I believe in logical. the science. I believe in science. And I have... I cannot explain these events, even though I am a science man. Atheist. Right. I'm the science guy. Stop it. Actually, no, I, I, I'm sorry, Bill Nye. This, this, you don't deserve to be compared in any way to this, this man. Bill Nye should sue us, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get sued by Bill Nye, and it would be well-deserved. Yeah, so he's like, I'm an atheist, but, and then he's like, I like pets, so I decided to get a cat. Okay, after the build-up of the first paragraph where he's like, I'm gonna tell this wild story, he's like, from my infancy, like, okay, like, I really need to th- hear about the things that happened when you're two. Oh, no, he meant when he was really a whole baby. <laughs> like, a, a real whole baby. baby. 
an entire baby. He's just like, I really like animals. When I was a kid, we had birds, goldfish, a fine dog. Only the dog's fine. Rabbits, a small monkey, and a cat. So basically, and a like, monkey. kind of kind of the same animals that chased Mina down. <laughs> it's the same hey ones. Guys. Hey kids, I wanna tell you I wanna tell you guys a story. This this is really wild. This just happened to me. I really want to tell you guys this story about what just happened to me. Can I tell a story? <laughs> yes. Um so it all started when I was a baby. <laughs> Yeah, he basically says when he was a baby, he was noted for his docility and humanity. I would hope he was noted for his humanity, but you never know. He's like, I was so nice, people made fun of me. So yeah, he basically had a fondness for animals. And this is considered weird in 1845 that he likes to pet his pet. He pets his dog on the head and everybody's like, yeah, that, that, that guy right there, he's a little odd. But you know, he's docile, so it's fine. Yeah, he marries a wife that also likes pets. And then they get um, pets of the most agreeable kind. Birds, goldfish, a fine dog, rabbits, a small monkey, and a cat. Same thing. And then, oh, and a cat. It's in italics. So you have to read it like, Goldfish, a fine dog, rabbits, a small monkey, and a cat. Right, so owing to the title of this story, you can guess what color the cat is. Gray? <laughs> Tortoise shell? He has a whole paragraph talking about superstitions, and he and then he's like, oh, I actually shouldn't have mentioned that. It's not really relevant, but I just, like, remembered it right now. Right. His wife is just like, I think the cat is a witch in disguise, but I don't really believe in that. She was just playing, right? And he's like, I mentioned the matter for no better reason than that it happens just now to be remembered. Like, <laughs> don't say it. You didn't have to write it. You didn't have to say it. So yeah, the cat's name is Pluto, and uh, he's basically the narrator's best bud, and also follows him down the road. No, like, creepy foreshadowing with the name at all, right? No one like, here has read any. the Roman uh, oh, god of the is the foreshadowing like... that, um, is the foreshadowing that soon the cat is not going to be classified as a planet anymore? Shut up, <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so basically, him and the cat are homeboys for a lot of years, and during this time, the narrator grows more, uh, highlighted vocabulary word intemperance which means a general lack of moderation but in 1845 it actually means that uh he used to like to get messed up off that drink oh yeah he starts being mean to his wife and but pluto not to his pets oh yeah but i like that he feels worse about being mean to pluto the cat that he does about his wife yeah, <laughs> yeah what the fuck <laughs> He's actually more, like, regretful about being mean to the cat than, like, beating his wife. Yeah, he's like, I'll beat my wife, but the cat, that's a step too far. So, yeah, anyway, he came home, like, all kinds of drunk one night, and he thinks that the cat is avoiding him, so he grabs the cat and... Stabs out an eye. Oh, yeah, first the cat bites him, so that's supposed to be important. I don't know. And then he feels his soul leave his body. You stupid cat. Why would you avoid me? I say as I stab out your fucking eye. What? Yeah. So then he grabs the cat and cuts out one of its eyes. So anyway, he goes to sleep that night, uh, wakes up, feels bad as he motherfucking should, and (laughs) proceeds to, you know, get messed up again. Drink some more of a- Well, he wakes up and the cat 
seems to feel no more pain over the his eye. I was surprised the cat survived. And then he's like, oh, the cat's fine. Time to get drunk again. <laughs> yeah, really. He's like, oh man, that was really a turning point. I really did some really horrible shit. Time to get drunk again. Let's go. And then, okay, in yours, is uh, perverseness, like, in all caps, randomly? No. Oh, yes, it is, actually. And then came, as if to my final... An irre- irre- oh, irrevocable, overthrow. irrevocable overthrow the spirit of perverseness. Perverseness. Oh my god, but it's not a vocabulary word, though. So anyway, at first, um, the cat fleeing from him in terror. This is after he cut out the cat's eye, you know, with no anesthesia. Anyway, at first, that gets him sad, but instead of getting glad, he gets mad and makes <laughs> up a noose and strings the cat up. What? So yeah, he uh, hangs the cat. Like, and this one he finally kills the cat, but he's like sorry about it while he does it. <sighs> Don't do it. Maybe yeah, he he's like, have and done with it? the bitterness, remorse at my heart, hung it because I knew that it had loved me. I also like where he's like, who has not a hundred times found himself committing a vile or silly action for no other reason than because he knows he should not. And it's like, that's for something like a sign that says do not touch. That's not for uh, murdering a cat. (laughs) I just personally want to know why he couldn't just let the cat go. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. When you hate your cat, you can't just, you can't just take it to the shelter. You just have to cut out its eye and hang it from a tree. Yeah! It's relatable. Oh God, no, it's not! <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids! Hey, kids! Don't murder your cat! Don't, don't murder cats. Don't, don't do it. Please don't. Anyway, so later that night after he kills the cat, he wakes up and the curtains of his bed are on fire. So you his just know the fire. cat's coming back to fuck his shit up. <laughs> That's kind of similar to, like, a story... I just, like, recently read, you know? Like, with a house being on fire. <laughs> Did he lose his hair, too? <laughs> he had no wig, and then, you know, he, like, bent down to the cat, were, and the cat were, was Were there wig. any hogs? <laughs> <laughs> he comes back in the house, and people are, like, crowding around part of a wall, and everyone's yelling, like, strange, singular, which is a great thing to yell. <laughs> Ah, singular. 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 That's totally wicked, bro. (laughs) So yeah, basically it's like a wall that's all white, like it didn't get damaged by the soot of the fire. And there's a big picture of a cat on it. Cat with a rope around its neck. Yep. Wink-a-dinka. And and it's like, spooky. (laughs) And, And then he's like, there's this whole paragraph of reasoning with, and he's like, oh, someone probably ran in to my yard when he saw the house was on fire, saw this cat hanging dead with one eye from a tree, and was like, I will use this to throw this in the house and waken these people so they can get out. If I saw that, I'd be like, fuck no, they can burn. I don't know what's happening in this house, but I'm leaving it alone. Why would you throw a cat in the house to wake him up instead of just, you know, knocking at the door? Door? My, I don't know about you guys, but the fire alarm here is like cats being thrown in the window. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we do in New York. That's what we do in New York. Just cats. I wake up and it's like, and I'm like, oh no, a fire. <laughs> that's that's the promotion for the Broadway revival of Cats. Shut up, Jazz. <laughs> 
Anyway, so he keeps feeling haunted and tries to find another cat. So one night he goes to the bar and sees a big black cat that looks just like Pluto, except he has a big white spot over his boobage. So anyways, he pets the cat and the cat likes him. (laughs) He takes the cat. His wife loves the cat and it becomes their cat. Yeah, the wife is like real happy that he brings home this cat, which is like, if I were the wife, I'd be like, oh, fuck no, you're not doing that to another cat. I don't think she knows. How would she not know? I mean, the cat, like, didn't have an eye for a few days. But he didn't do it in front of her, so it's possible that she just thinks that the cat got into an accident, because the cat did used to go outside with him. Okay, maybe. that's true. Maybe she just, like, wasn't paying attention. She was too busy, um, what did, what did women do in those days, Edgar Allan Poe's days? The laundry. She was too busy, um... Knitting and falling asleep. Knitting and falling asleep. Doing embroidery. And, um... She was using one of those spinny clothes dryers that squeezes the water out. Shut up. Squeezes the water out. (laughs) So, yeah, of course, since this narrator is uh, the worst, he (laughs) slowly begins to feel disgust for this new cat. With a capital D. Why'd he get another cat? Who knows? He just, he's very not self-aware during the story. He's just like, I really, really want another cat. And then he's like, I want to kill this new cat. Also, the cat, like a day after he gets it, he discovers that it also had been deprived of one of its eyes. Yeah, that took him a day. He didn't, it doesn't say that he um killed it or that he took the eye out himself. It's just like, and then it didn't have an eye. I think he didn't notice. Like, he was just, like, so drunk when he first stole the cat. But no, you bring a whole animal home and you don't know it doesn't have, like, a whole eye? This narrator is so reliable. I love how reliable he is. Just like all of Poe's narrators. So yeah, the more he dislikes this cat, the more it likes him. And it covers him with loathsome caresses. Same. (laughs) I wish my cat would be that nice. So anyway... It's revealed that the narrator is telling us all the story from jail. They mention that real fast. Like, they don't foreshadow it. (laughs) He's telling us the story from a jail cell. And they, like, they don't foreshadow that at all. They just kind of, like, mention it in the middle of a paragraph. And they just keep going. Like, they didn't just say that. And I'm just like, what is he in jail for? (laughs) What do you think he's in jail for? I am almost ashamed to own, yes, even in this felon's cell. I am almost ashamed to own. Because he's just like, and... By the way, even in this prison cell, continue with my story. <laughs> By the way, I'm in jail now. <laughs> but he mentions it real fast. He notices that the white splotch on the cat begins to take the shape of the gallows, foreshadowing. Or like post shadowing, like after the fact shadowing. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like he just told us he's in jail. And jail during the eighteen hundreds only did one thing to you. Like <laughs> So, you know, you kind of already told us what your fate is. The 1800s, are you sure they didn't have, like, a 12-step recovery plan? <laughs> 12. They had probation back then, you know? You could just do a little community service. So, yeah, the cat keeps bothering him, and uh, he has nightmares at night, and he keeps being mean to his wife. And so one day she goes down with him to the cellar. And I'd like to just side note here by saying, if our boy Fortunato taught us nothing, yeah. It is that. 
We do not the go rest down. Of the story is actually just um, <laughs> copy pasted from Cask of Amontillado. I feel like if I started to read more post stories, they would all just have the same things in them, like houses on fire, houses on fire, unreliable narrators Let's who go take down people to the into cellar. the cellar, <laughs> like a lot of alcohol misuse. Just do not go down to the cellar with people who do not like you. If your husband is, like, beating you, just don't go down to the cellar with him, because he clearly don't like you that much, and something bad is going to happen. So, yeah, if you go down to the cellar with someone who you do not like, you might get bricked up, or you might get broken up. They go down to the cellar, and he's overcome with hatred for the cat, so he picks up an axe, and he tries to kill the cat, but then- Wife is like, hey, don't do that. The, the wife stops him, and he's like, gah, and then he kills his wife. With said axe. With said axe. Good job. Yes. So that happens, um, and, and then he's like, this hideous murder accomplished, I set myself forthwith. <laughs> <laughs> the language. And then he's like, oh man, I wonder where I'm gonna hide this body. Oh, I see some bricks, a brick wall. Man, there's... If only I'd, like, there was another story I heard <laughs> similar to this one. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Quick, quick, quick. Look up the year Cask of Amontillado. Research. Research is hour. Is it Amontillado or is it Amontillado? Amontillado. Amontillado. It's Amontillado, but... Amontillado. European people are going to be offended by this episode and all of our bad acts. Uh, I should hope so. <laughs> 1846! Oh, crap. Black Cat came out first! <gasps> I can't believe he ripped off his own work <laughs> with, <laughs> with just, like, less stuff happening. So anyway, he waits a couple of days, and then the cat doesn't- Oh yeah, the cat, like, beat feet, apparently. So yeah, he waits a couple of days, the cat doesn't come back, so he's, like, really happy. Like, joyous. Like, he writes a whole paragraph about how happy he is about this. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. I killed my wife and <laughs> the cat's gone. This is great. So yeah, on the fourth day, the cops show up and search his house and they can't really find anything. So then he just all of a sudden gets like mouth diarrhea and starts like <laughs> running out yeah. about he how. Literally... <laughs> he literally is, I mean... To paraphrase, he's just like, oh, you didn't find anything? Hell yeah, that's good. Also, I gotta say, this house has some nice fucking walls, nice brick. That brick looks like it could have been laid, like, about four days ago. Like, the same amount of days ago that my wife has been dead for. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's how bad what he says is. He just goes on and on for, like, two paragraphs <laughs> about how sturdy the walls in this house are. <laughs> and it's just like, sir, what are you doing? He knocks on the wall, and then, like, the telltale cat, uh, yeah. <laughs> Power is so hot, like, 18 different times in the story. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes this, and, like, I'm trying to understand this paragraph where he's talking about the walls. <laughs> like, what happens here? It, like, they're in the cellar? Because he's like, I may say an excellently well-constructed house. These walls, are you going, gentlemen? These walls are solidly <laughs> put together. <laughs> And then he raps with a cane on the pond that very portion of the brickwork behind which stood the corpse of the wife of my bosom. <laughs> my bosom. <laughs> he's so bad. Oh, and then he's and then there's like 
he thinks that he hears the cry of his wife or something, or like a howl or something. Oh, it's an inhuman shriek, if you will. Yeah, well, at first it's like a cry of a child, and then it swells into an inhuman shriek. And then um, he's like freaking out, and then there's like an instant where the um, policemen are like motionless, and then I guess they hear it too. Yeah, it's like so audible. Like, audible.com. And then they like knock down the wall. They don't even knock it down. They just literally it just says like they feel at it and the bricks just crumble. It's just like, ooh, that sturdy craftsmanship. <laughs> A dozen stout arms are toiling at the wall, so I assumed that meant that they were like trying to break it down. No, but also, it did, it did say it felt like bodily, like it fell pretty quick after he's all well constructed walls, great fucking walls. I did such a good job bricking up this wall. And it's just like, they just all fall down when a couple of hands paw at them. I feel like this guy was in such a sturdy state of mind that he definitely did a great job <laughs> bricking up this wall. Like, yeah, so anyway, they, like, break the wall down after the shriek comes out behind it, and he's like, whoa! And then there's, um, the cat is back there. He had walled the monster up within the tomb! Whoa! Yeah, so the wife's dead body falls out, and uh, the cat's body is also on top of her head, and the cat's eye is open, and the mouth is stretched wide. Eye! Well, no, the, the corpse is still standing there. It's just standing there, and then there's a cat on its head, and it has a red extended mouth and a solitary eye of fire. And its, it's voice had consigned him to the hangman, so he's gonna die, but... I mean, the cat didn't confine you to the hangman. You could have just not murdered not your killed. wife. killed. Don't, don't murder. Yeah, hey kids. Hey don't kids. Don't murder. Don't, don't do crimes. Do some crimes, but don't do crimes like uh, killing your cat or killing your wife. Hey kids, don't kill your cat. Don't kill your wife. Do drugs, though. Yeah, get the <laughs> tingles from the, the, the drugs. Hey <laughs> Get tingles at Babushka's Bakery. <laughs> We're gonna keep bringing up unenchanted. Today's episode is sponsored by Babushka's Bakery. <laughs> and uh, Kirsten Schwasher. Get 30% off your first order of, um... Bread. Bakery. Chocolate. Items. Bread items. And chocolate. By using the code BOOKSNUB at checkout. That's BOOKSNUB, one word. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our spooky Halloween episode. Good God, I'm cutting that. <laughs> you can't cut no, that. Please. That's like the best part. Um, I hope you enjoy. I'll just do it again in case Jazz cuts that last one out. I hope you enjoyed our spooky Halloween episode. We um, need like some organ music. This that has one been. Won't get cut apparently. Spooky. <laughs> if you keep saying it, it just can't get cut. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. You should just like overlay all of them together. No. <laughs> no. Um, hey kids, this has been Book Snub. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't, um, you can don't harass any authors, including Edgar Allan Poe. Um, <laughs> Please harass Edgar Allan Poe. Just pour one out over his grave. Uh, you can you can follow us on Twitter at Booksnub. You can find us on Tumblr Booksnub. We're Book on snub. iTunes Booksnub. Book <laughs> iTunes. Uh, make sure to rate and review. I I don't know if that helps, but that's what everybody else always says. So, 
Um, uh, feel free to suggest and send us some suggestions at booksnub at gmail.com. You see, oh, yeah, we, we really got to these names first. There was no one that we had yeah. to do, like, booksnub7384. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all booksnub. Um, all the time. So send us, yeah, send us some suggestions. We're not going to do Twilight. We're not going to do Fifty Shades of Grey. We're not going to do My Immortal. Yeah, so that's all, folks. Kids, that's friends, all pals. <laughs> Fjolks. That's all, kids. Uh, I've been Clara, Ivy, whoever. I've been Rachel. And I'm Jazz. so sweet potato.